0: every time
2: a proud member of the gun geek network the opinions expressed are those of each individual check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three two one
0: on this week's episode is this the ultimate game for super smash holiday gift ideas for bookworms and what do we take away from the game awards
2: Welcome to the PCC Multiverse.
0: And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our programs. But it wouldn't be a PCC Multiverse without my good friend. He is certainly not Jeff Keighley's biggest fan, but he is in charge of Of Humanica Media, you gotta check out everything today at humanicamedia.com, Humanica Media on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and so much more. It is my good friend, he watched the Game Awards in its entirety. It is Josh Peterson. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, hey, hey. just trying to get a uh, list out to the good people of all the winners and losers of tonight's Game Awards. Did you get a chance to sit down and watch any of the action?
0: Oh, wait a second. I'm watching another trailer for another sequel, for another game. (laughs) Far Cry? Far Cry, Marvel, Ultimate Alliance, Mortal Kombat, Rage 2. Anyway, and let's not go into it, my friend. It just, it it, it was the Game Awards. About as good as you can probably get for it. I think on the par of all the ones that I've watched in the past, I'd say this one is probably a little bit better than most, but Still, I don't have the most favorable opinion of the Game Awards. I think the actual awards that are given out by entities out there that are like, let's say, Giant Bomb, IGN, Pop Culture, Cosmos, and others, I think they're more credible than what the Game Awards is because I think it just comes out way too early. This is something for January 7th and not December 7th. I think it just comes way too early. I think it just, to me, it's a lot like the Golden Globes. They're already announcing the, the Golden Globe announcement, their, their awards, the, the nominations and whatnot. They're already out there and announced. I think it comes a little bit too early in the season for my taste. I, I'd like to see it backed up a little bit and, and maybe actually played out a little bit more so that it just it seems like it's more believable to me when those awards are announced. But we'll go into detail a little bit later about the Game Awards because I know Josh has his thoughts on not only the winners and losers, but also the major announcements that were made there, because I know there's a lot of trailers that were shown. Yes, a lot of sequels, but some other great stuff as well, and we'll talk about that too on the back end of the show. We also have Diana Tierney and Michelle Levis, our good friends from the Wine, Women, and Words. They're back again for their annual holiday gift ideas for all you bookworms, you book nerds, and all you book geeks out there that love your books. They've got some great tips for you out there. They're coming up here just in a few minutes. And on the back half, Jason Todd Feinberg from Hunting Queen, he starts off our process known as the top five of 2018. It's his thoughts on what he thinks is the top five pop culture references, the top five pop culture films, movies, TVs, people, whatever. He's going to talk about his favorite top five things from pop culture coming up here on the back half as well. But first, Josh, this weekend is the last major weekend release for the video game season this year. That's because Nintendo is releasing what a lot of people are calling possibly the best for the Super Smash Brothers series. It is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate coming out this weekend for the Nintendo Switch reviews are very good very strong for this particular outing In fact it combines all the previous levels all the previous characters and are throwing some new ones in there as well that you could go ahead and battle against each other seems to be very fast very well played out and a very deep adventure mode that gets you 20 extra hours into it as well
3: yeah brian kane actually he was waiting in line to pick it up when we spoke a little while ago so to hear how he likes it because we all know brian from top god tends to be very critical of things so if he likes something then it must be worth liking and if he hates something it may or may not be worth hating but it looks like a smash brothers game <laughs> honestly i i don't see anything that makes it stand out i know the story mode people are excited about but i'm also hearing that it's not that great you know it it's okay but it's not anything people are are going oh this this stands out so much and it seems like they're even like with the announcement at the Game Awards that you, you know you can play as a Persona characters like it's really the only reason to get hyped about this game is just because of the the characters like it's I I don't know what this game is offering that hasn't been done before and I know Smash is fun it's just another reason to be, to play Smash Brothers so do you really need a reason for that same reason you play Mario Kart but you know it's not something I'm gonna be rushing out to buy soon i'll probably get it after christmas when i'm done going through this catalog of games i got right now but uh it looks cool not not too thrilled about it i know we got a little smash bros tournament going on here coming up right at las vegas
0: that we do it is a super smash brothers ultimate tournament it's part of our holiday charity event on december 15th that's saturday 12 p.m to 8 p.m at our good friends at retro city games in henderson nevada If you're in the neighborhood and you want to go ahead and contribute and be a part of the action and the tournaments, either that tournament, the Fortnite tournament, or the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 tournament, just stop on by Retro City Games. You sign up. It's $10 or an equivalent canned food or new toy donation. All the proceeds are going to the following charities, which are greatly deserving of them. It is the UMC Children's Hospital of Nevada, Three Square of Las Vegas. And also you've got the Make a Wish Foundation of Southern Nevada. All those deserving charities will be part of the process in which we go ahead and donate to depending if you're going to a canned food, new toy, or dollar donation to sign up for these ten-dollar tournaments. Plus, there's going to be prizes that weren't going to be announcing next week as far as for the top five, I believe, participants we're going to be looking at as far as. Some prizes to give away for those top five entrants that, uh, I should say that the winners, as far as whoever wins that comes out on top, the, the top five that compete in these tournaments will be able to g- be eligible to get some type of prize too. So, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a great time out there for everyone. There's going to be live music with Hyperschmidt and True Die. Vettius will also be out there wailing away on his. Awesome heavy metal video game tracks. So it's going to be a great time to free retro gaming and a whole bunch more, but that's going to be on December 15th. But getting back to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, my friend, I will tell you this that if you do not have maybe one of the previous sets in the many iterations already in, Super Smash Brothers, I think at some point in time you should go ahead and pick up Super Smash Brothers Ultimate because it will feel like you're going to be playing all the previous versions combined because that's essentially what it is. Yes, there is some little bit new added, like an adventure mode, new characters that are being added, like you talked about with the Persona 5 character and obviously more going to be announced to keep it fresh, to keep it interesting. But I will say that it's nice that you have all those previous levels from all the previous games added in there into one big happy family in this game. And I think a lot of people are really just digging on that and that fact that this is going to be the complete Super Smash Brothers collection, which brings me to my point, if everything's going to be all said and done when it comes to the entire Super Smash Brothers collective, when it comes to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, where is there to go now? for future iterations in the franchise for the next Nintendo, or even if it ends up being a sequel that comes out on the Nintendo Switch?
3: See, that's an interesting question, too, because the, you know, the the story mode would have to be very compelling and have to have something that like ends on a cliffhanger to really make one of people go back to it because there's so much Smash in this Smash that it's it, it, it really does make you wonder, like, is this the a, a last hurrah? Which would be weird if it was, but like they packed so much into this game. What is the incentive going forward? Because there's not really a lot of characters. I mean, they even hit hit up the Belmont from Castlevania. So I mean, there's not really a lot of untapped ground for this game series. Which means that you know they have their work cut out for them. You know, whoever gets put in charge of the next one five or six years down the line, maybe sooner. So uh, that that's a very good question indeed. And I honestly. Until he said that, I had not thought about that in the least. So that's that's a very good question.
0: Well, that's like if you were doing like the whole Halos or Gears of Wars all together, you've got to think of something. Where else is there to go? So you have to make new iterations in the franchise, and that's what Gears of War and Halo have done. So to, to have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as a complete set, that, to, to me... It just says that they're going to have to do something totally fresh, totally brand new, to- revamp the entire style of Super Smash Brothers. And that would be kind of scary if you were a big Super Smash Brothers fan for future iterations down the road, because you, you're obviously expecting something new and different when the next Super Smash Brothers comes out, like you said, three to five years down the line. So it's kind of scary where the series might go from here after Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But hey... You know what? Right now, let them revel in all their glory. It is out this weekend. It is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. But going forward for future iterations, like Josh had mentioned to me, it does force Nintendo to go into a different direction and to come up with some type of creative new type of content that's out there that they need to go ahead and develop that will ultimately bring back those people after they're finished playing super smash brothers ultimate even today we see with evo and and other video game tournaments that this is a heavily used game out there one last question to talk to you about when it comes to super smash brothers ultimate my friend and that is how successful do you think it will be do you think this is a game that's going to surpass what we've seen already from zelda mario odyssey and mario kart which are the top three selling games of all time on the switch do you actually think this is going to go ahead and not only be able to outpace those games but also will it drive up the sales overall for the nintendo switch
3: no i don't think so because what you notice about smash brothers including the old ones you know brawl and and the nintendo 64 and all that stuff is that they're fun people love them people talk about them But then they stop talking about them and they don't really mention them again until, unless brought up in conversation or, you know, there's a new one coming out. With Zelda and Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, those are games that you can constantly go back to play. Those are games where, like, I'm, you know, as a grown man, like, I still look back on my time with Mario Kart and, you know, Ocarina of Time very fondly. And so those games stick out in my mind. Any chance I get to play them, I do. Whereas Brawl is just, you know, there's not, you can jump into them, f- do a few rounds, you know, fight your friends for a few minutes, They're like, okay, well, this is kind of lame. Whereas Mario Kart, like, you can play forever because there's so many different game modes and Zelda is so immersive, like, the, the just the, the quantity of game you get with Zelda and Mario Kart and stuff like that is a lot better, I,
0: I want to say, than what you get with Smash Brothers. I just think when they really hit their high notes, it does come with Zelda, with the Mario Odyssey type adventure type games. And then, of course, you also have the Mario Kart series, which has been that that actually just translates so well because it's not intimidating and people can just pick up the controller and play that and have a lot of fun right away. Any last thoughts on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate?
3: What I, I do really admire about Nintendo when it comes to Super Smash Brothers is that they do reward fan loyalty. They do know what the fans want. They do listen to what the fans want. And Yeah, it's just, it's cool to see how hyped people get when, you know, the creators come up on stage and they say, hey, we got all these characters. And even like at E3, it had a huge trailer, very long trailer, and people were stoked every minute of it. Do you know how hard it is to get someone to pay attention through a seven minute trailer? So they're doing something right. What the future holds for them, I don't know. They have to have a plan, though, because Nintendo is very calculating in everything they do. So you know we can speculate all we want but i think that they do have something up their sleeve for the future of the franchise and you know let's hope that with a game this size the next one has something compelling to offer
0: let's hope that's the case but i tell you what right now nintendo's been on a good roll they've they brought out four really high quality games in super mario kart 8 deluxe the latest zelda super mario odyssey and now you have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Those are four really good foundational games that people can go ahead and play now that they have a Switch. Switch is riding high off of a very good Black Friday to Cyber Monday. In fact, it's the best ever for Nintendo. So, following that up, like we said, with a very solid, very highly rated game like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate could be the key to long term success for at least. 2019 going forward, but Super Smash Brothers Ultimate just came out this weekend. It's doing very well as far as with the critics, and I see it being a really, really good game for a lot of people that really want to get into the Super Smash Brothers series that may have missed out on a game before in the series and actually going forward want to become a great part of the eSports scene. Before we head on to the break and the Wine, Women, and Words right after that, my friend, did you get a chance to check out the latest Captain Marvel trailer? It
3: looks really cool. Like, it, I don't know why they haven't done a better job of promoing this movie. Everyone's so obsessed with, you know, myself included, we're all so obsessed with Avengers Infinity War. When are they going to put out the next trailer that I completely forgot Captain Marvel was coming out. And that's unfortunate because this movie looks like it's going to be awesome. It looks like it's going to be everything I was hoping Wonder Woman would be. And I, I really love the journey into the the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe that we haven't seen with Guardians. We haven't seen with really anything else with, with Infinity War, with, with any of that. Like we see, you know, and they have Ronan the Accuser's back. Like it, it, there's just, it looks like this movie has so much and I'm so intrigued by it. And I cannot wait to see it.
0: I cannot wait to see it either. I think it's a really, really good setup. I didn't like this trailer as much as the original trailer that came out for it. As I really think of the debut trailers, it is one of the better Marvel debut trailers that has come out for it, especially in describing her character and whatnot. I'm still very excited to see Captain Marvel. I'm gonna be right there first in line to go see it because I think it's gonna be a really, really good movie as well. But like you, I know everybody's been on pins and needles for the Avengers 4 trailer to drop. If it does drop on Friday or this weekend, Josh and I will be doing a live stream as soon as possible that we can. We're probably looking at maybe as early as Friday, late afternoon, Friday evening for us to go ahead and talk about our thoughts about Avengers 4. So look out for that on the Pop Culture Cosmos YouTube channel. Tell you right now that if the Avengers 4 trailer drops, we here at the Pop Culture Cosmos will let you know our thoughts and also make sure that you know where to go watch it as well. Coming up next, you've got Diana Tierney and Michelle Levis from the Wine Women Awards. They're going to go ahead and suggest their ideas as their yearly picks for the holiday book ideas for the bookworm, the book geek, the book nerd in your life that you need to think of. Those ideas are coming up right after the break. This is the PCC Multiverse. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speed run or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. And we're back with the show. Once again, it is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. Part of the deal as far as pop culture is concerned that we wanted to do here on the show this month is highlight, as always during this course of the year, Things that we like about the holiday season and great gift ideas. And one of the things we always try to cover, in fact, we tried to do it last year and we're going to do it again this year, is cover the area of books. Because books are as much a part of our pop culture, especially this year with all the great books that are out there in 2018. And there is no one better to cover the book world and great gift ideas in the book world for you than our good friends. They are... Wine, Women, and Words, these lovely ladies are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Libsyn, and so many other different outlets. It is our good friends here on the show and also part of the Pop Culture Cosmos experience when they choose to because, well, she has the all-time leading uh, article that's out there that still gets hits today on our WordPress site. So it crazy. Is, yeah, I'll tell you what. Hey, it's there. It's you know, yeah. what, are, what are you going to do? It, it is <laughs> Diana Tierney, and my fellow graduate of National
1: University,
0: it is Michelle Levis as well. Ladies, it's always lovely to have you here.
1: Thank you so much. We're so excited to be back.
0: Oh, it's great to have you back. You're welcome anytime, but I know I got to get you around this time of the year because books are such an underrated part of what gift giving is all about, and it's actually a great thing to get for people because you can get that what it's under twenty dollars for the most part. Mm-hmm. You can wrap it nicely. Everything there is people just still love books today. Audiobooks, you know, that's always great too. But I know I know you both ladies in it well enough that you like the tangible. Turn turn the page type deals. So I, I understand that. But audiobooks and, and also for the tablets and whatnot, those are great as well. But I want to get your thoughts on some great ideas from the book world because it is that time of the year. People are searching for great gift ideas. And you had so many last year. Mm-hmm. Diana, I'm going to start with you. What great gift ideas do you have in mind for people out there for holiday 2018?
4: Well, um, the first one I'm going to go with is um, mugs and coffee sets, just like the awesome little wine, women and words mug I am holding here that you can get on our website. Yeah, it, mugs and like coffee, or tea, hot chocolate sets, bookworms love to have something to drink while they're reading. So those are always looked upon favorably. I know I have my own personal mug collection and Michelle has a very extensive mug collection.
0: What about a tea (laughs) set? You mentioned it briefly, a tea set. Would that be something appropriate as far as, you know, you know how you can get those sets with a different flavored teas specifically for the mug? Mm -hmm.
4: Absolutely. I think that would be a great one-two punch. And you can even do themed ones. I know there was a Doctor Who one. If you go on Etsy, there's a bunch of Star Wars ones. And you can get tea samplers from Republic of Tea. I know Amazon, they have everything. They have that. And then Adagio Tea also has some great samplers that actually, they allow fans to curate their own teas. And they do lots of different teas based around fan stuff. So I got a Loki one once from them. It was a chocolate mint, which was phenomenal. So yeah, getting the sets to go with the mugs is always appreciated.
0: Michelle, (laughs) I know you had some great ideas last year, including some gift card ideas for everybody out there. What are your first thoughts on where you would go and tell, give somebody advice, especially us guys, because you know, us guys, we always get the wrong gifts. We always go to the wrong places and get the wrong thing and end up you opening it and you're even madder at us than you were before you opened the gift. <laughs> so tell us, Michelle, exactly what you think people should go for or less guys specifically or even just friends or whatnot when you're looking for great gift ideas in the book realm.
1: For book nerds and bookworms, it's really kind of hard to go wrong for finding unique gifts. I know, uh, I mean, Etsy, Diana mentioned Etsy. If you search literary gifts or gifts for book lovers, the search results will come back with so many great ideas and so many things that you didn't even realize you needed or you wanted until you saw it. People who love to read Odds are they also have time to love to write. I mean, not necessarily books, but just writing in general. And I would suggest checking out a stationery store. There are a lot of really great, you know, if, if you have a letter writer, they have great stationery sets or, you know, a beautiful journal is always welcome in my house. So that's another another side that you could check out if you don't really necessarily want to get a book you don't know what kind of books people like um, and you don't necessarily want to do a gift card that's
0: another idea you mentioned before and i think actually you mentioned it as far as the importance of gift cards just in case someone is not so sure exactly what somebody wants but they know that they have a book nerd in their life and to go ahead and gift card to barnes noble or should I, dare I say it, Amazon.
4: Or even you yes. your local indie bookstore. I'm sure that they have gift cards there as well to support the indie bookstores. I mean, I know I always take a risk. I never go with gift cards or my father's actual Amazon wish list for his books. I like to live dangerously and pick out the books on my own. So that comes with a risk as like this year. I accidentally bought him the same book twice for his birthday, Well, I bought one a couple years ago and I bought it again this year. So if you don't want to take that risk that they might already have that book, just get them a gift card.
0: When you're dealing with someone that is a book nerd, but you're not sure what type of a book to get, but you want something tangible instead of just maybe saying, give a gift card, which is still, like I said, last year and this year is a great idea. But you want to get something tangible for that book nerd in your life what would you try to suggest maybe as far as a, a really good book to read that maybe it's really sparked your interest? Because you've interviewed on your show several authors over the course of the past 11 months already. And I'll tell you what, there's got to be some great books out of all of them that you've read from these authors that really stand out that maybe gives a good idea for a holiday gift.
4: Absolutely. Now, um, before we get into some of the great authors that we've interviewed that would be good for this season, one thing you can do is I know Barnes & Noble has them, but the collectors, they have these really nice hardcover editions of the classics, like the Jane Austen collection, H.P. Lovecraft. I've seen Dracula and then also Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and these really pretty hardback covers. Those are great for a book lover. To get a classic and a really nice version of the classic that they can put up in their in their bookcase even if they've already read that they'll appreciate that but for some of the authors that we've read that i've really loved from the show i'm right now the what the book of the month that we have right now is the lost vintage and that's by anma and she is the book is amazing i'm absolutely in love with it and and after about maybe a week and a half i'm already almost finished with it it's just that beautiful and that wonderful. I think that would be a great one to pick up. One fantasy series that is about to take off is... first one is City mm-hmm. of Crafts, and that one came out in 2018, and you've got it there.
1: I do. Um, you know how pretty that is.
4: Book two actually comes out in January, and it's called The Kingdom of Copper, and it's by S.A. Chakrabadi, and it's a Harry Potter version of Arabian Nights. That's the best way to describe it.
0: What are some of the other great gift ideas from some book authors that you've also had as guests that you might recommend as well?
1: Diane and I tend to have the same favorites, but another one, I guess I just looked up the publication date, and it's actually 2017, but I still loved it. It was The Fortune Teller by Gwendolyn Womack.
4: Oh, yes. Um, I'm sorry. I'm fanning, girling over that. Anything by Gwendolyn Womack? It's something you must absolutely get and put into your library if you are a fantasy, history nerd in any way, shape, or form.
0: Oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And then I, like I said, you you ladies on your show have had uh, what closing in on three dozen this year different authors. As far as for your show this year, we have r-
4: every week we have a different author actually yeah.
0: now. So, that, so we that's, have
4: our book of the month and that, that we read together, and every week we have somebody new.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You're in on what what about 40, 45 different authors you've had on your show. So that's tremendous. And I'll tell you what, if you've not catched it already, you've got to catch it today. It is the Wine, Women, and Words podcast that is available on Libsyn, Spotify, and they one up us here. They got they got themselves on iHeartRadio. They are all over the place. You got to check it out. If you are a book aficionado, it's definitely something to check out indeed. Last thoughts on any holiday gift ideas for the book nerd in your life that you think is the most appropriate thing to get that they'll get a kick out of that's kind of different from what they would normally get under the Christmas tree.
1: Um, you know, actually, I just saw something that I I want to try to make myself, but we'll see. I'll just put it on the list of things that I want to do. But they are really cool book clocks where people make clocks out of, you know, beautiful hardcover books that you can find maybe in like a used bookstore or if you have a book that you don't mind really destroying, which kind of goes against everything a book lover believes. But they can be really beautiful and they're not that hard to make if you feel like making a gift for someone. Um, You can buy all the you know, the supplies and everything at a craft store and just do it yourself. But they look really pretty and they're a great addition to, you know, a, a reading nook or a bookshelf or whatever. And and I thought they looked really cool. So I actually want to try to make one myself.
0: Oh, oh, there you go, there you go. That's a great idea. And that's really thinking outside of the box to provide something unique and different this holiday season. Ladies, just cannot thank you enough for taking the time to spend with us today. Coming up right after the break, it's Jason Todd Feinberg from Honeyqueen. He's going to share his thoughts on his top five in pop culture for 2018. This is the PCC Multiverse. Man, it's just so great to have you back on the show talking about your greatest things that you love this year in pop culture.
5: Well, thank you again for having me back on the show. And this was a great idea because as 2018 comes to a close, I love my top fives. What could I really discuss? And when I originally produced my show, Hunnic Outcast, it was grab bag. So we came up with this idea of the top five pop culture topics that kind of had an impact for 2018. So without further ado, I think you're going to really like what I came up with. For number five, I decided to stick with the Switch, and here's why. What I love about Nintendo, how they finally made up for what they did with Nintendo Wii, is the Switch is giving players what they wanted. But they did come out with two new games. You've got Pokemon Let's Go, which is pretty much a remastered version of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, or Green in Japan. And not only can you play full Nintendo game Switches on the go with the, uh, with the Switch, but you can also hook it up to a cradle where you can play it on your big screen, which is a PC monitor or HDTV. So that helps. You can finally play Pokemon Old School on your television set. And if you have the Pokemon Go app, you can transfer your Pokemon onto Let's Go. So if you want your Mewtwo, where you don't want to go and get him after you beat the game, you can incorporate him, which is great. And it also comes for an extra 50 bucks, this Pokeball, which will come with Mew, and you can play with him right away. And you can also transfer him into the ball, and while you're walking like Pokemon Go, you get steps and you can actually level up the Pokemon. And let's not forget the Nintendo's greatest game since Mario and Doggy and whatever is, of course, Smash Brothers. Now, with Ultimate coming out in a few weeks, if you purchase it before January 31st, 2019, you will get a code to download the Piranha Plant from Super Mario Brothers. Now, this is a big deal because the Piranha Plant has always had cult status. It reminds people of Audrey 2. What's great about this character is that it will breathe out poison. It uses pot as a weapon because it's a potted plant. It's not coming up through the warp pipe. And it also uses vines and it has a chomp attack. And there will also be, as you know, with Nintendo games, they have those amiibos. There will also be a piranha plant. Now, the character's not coming out until February 2019, but you only have until January 31st, 2019 to own a copy digitally or buy a physical copy to get the code. So that's number five. Number four, well, the DC Universe. This has been a hot topic since Christopher Nolan reinvented the wheel with Batman and then left and everything has pretty much gone to hell. You and I discussed... Uh, Justice League last year. There are talks right now this year that the DC Universe, even though Wonder Woman 84 was announced, and we have Shazam coming out in a few months, and we have Aquaman coming out in a few weeks, there are rumors that all the other movies, because Harry Gaville, his evil mustachio, has left Superman. And, be, and as well as Ben Affleck, although Matt Reeves is still attached to write and direct The Batman. So because of this, the DC eu God knows what's going to happen with the Shazam trailer did come out, which I was very impressed for because it seems to be what Superman, Man of Steel should have been or Superboy. And DC, or I should say Warner Brothers rushed out the DC Universe app. And of course, Kevin Smith seemed to be fanboying all over this, but All the comics that you could get through the DC app, you could still get through your library application or comiXology. There's really, and as for the TV shows and movies, you can get on other sites. Even Bad Blood has been put back on Netflix streaming. So DC apparently is going to be coming out with original content, but not until next year. In the meantime, you have Titans, but Titans sadly is not the Teen Titans that we're accustomed to, and there's a lot of cursing. Uh, really cardboard cutout acting, and the Teen Titans Go movie. I finally had a rent on Amazon Prime, and it took me five days to get through it. It was, there was only like one good segment. DC is struggling. However, I will say this much: the Diamond in the Rough seems that Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo had come back between last year and finished up this year with the Dark Knights Metal series where. Batman is in dark multiverses, and he's trying to come into Earth-1. And there was also a great story where he becomes a hybrid of Joker and this Dark Knight Mad Max villain, and it's really, really interesting. The Tom King stuff that had come out last year and this year, especially with the war and riddles of jokes, it's not – you know, it took me a long time to get into Snyder, and now that I go back and I watch it – you know watch that I go back and read his work. I really appreciate what Scott Steiner gave us. Tom King tries, but trips over the finish line, but I feel that there might be hope. It, it's feeling that Warner brothers and Disney, which goes into number three, we have Disney right now where Disney literally, I made a comment about this in 2013, that they were going to buy Warner brothers. Well, Disney has purchased not just star Wars. And so then they have Indiana Jones And now they've purchased the remaining 20th Century Fox properties, which is most of the characters that were owned by 20th Century Fox. But this deal also seems to include Planet of the Apes, Alien, which I kind of wonder if the Alien Queen will come back and be a Disney villain there. There's controversy over this. Planet of the Apes is also be interesting to Disney it. I'm going to say Predator as well. There, there's been a mix on that, as well as Simpsons, Family Guy. But of course, as we know, the Family Guy has made fun of 20th Century Fox and they made fun of Star Wars. Simpsons also called this as well. So I don't know if attractions are going to be moved into the Disney parks as Disney has already announced a Marvel Land in Disneyland. Not. As well as Star Wars, Galaxy, Edge in both Disneyland and in Hollywood Studios, which will have these interactive rides that once you go on the rides, you can have a special card that the ride will continue as long as you're in the vicinity of the parks. And let's not forget, we're going to get an MCU version of X Men. Now, this could be interesting. I think that's one of the reasons why. Uh, Dark Phoenix has gotten pushed back, and the other reason why New Mutants got pushed back. Reading the Infinity Gauntlet, I know that Doctor Doom and Silver Surfer had parts in the comic, and there were rumors that Silver Surfer was going to make a cameo in Infinity War, maybe Infinity War Part 2, as this deal is not going to be finalized until early 2019. But it hadn't been announced this year that it was done, that Universal, I believe, was There was no way Universal was going to be outbidded or they were going to win. The problem is now Disney may become too powerful, and even though they have all these characters, and a lot of characters are leaving for the 10th anniversary, which will finalize this summer with Avengers 4, what's next? I mean, even if they have all these characters, there's a certain point where the MCU is going to either reset itself or implode. And there are rumors that Hugh Jackman may make a final appearance, but we don't exactly know how all of this is. And the final thing would be Futurama, because Disney was interested in bringing that back. So the possibilities and the combinations of what Disney's going to do with not just Marvel characters, but with the other franchises that are coming along as well, what a Disney fied Planet of the Apes will 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 be like Twilight. Will be like, you know, like what they did with Alice in Wonderland with Tim Burton. Will he direct it again? As as we've seen, the trailer for Dumbo. It's a lot of combinations and possibilities, which brings us to number two, Marvel itself, because Marvel knocked it out of the park with Infinity War. They had three movies per usual because that's what they're doing now. But the problem is. Infinity War was hyped up so much, and it didn't disappoint. But the problem is is that Black Panther, the rumors now is that they may try to push it for a best picture nod, which is not unheard of, and there's no you know Dark Knight should have gotten a nod as well, but it was more of a crime suspense than a superhero movie but but Marvel right now the the only you know golden peanut would be, sadly, Ant-Man, which felt more like a Disney Channel or a 1980s magical world of Disney. People like me were still coming in wearing their Infinity Gauntlet shirts and talking about Infinity Gauntlet to the point where it was like, okay, well, we still have Ant-Man and, and a possible Captain Marvel trailer, which just came out yesterday and a few days ago because there were two versions of this trailer, a teaser and then a, you know, a second trailer, But the problem now lies, which sadly, we lost Stan Lee. Now, 95 years old, understandable, he lost his wife. There were all these rumors that were true, that sadly, he was not being taken care of by certain people. That We're not getting full stories about that. This hit people hard. So when it finally did turn out that he passed away... There are no words. It just hit a- and I'm sure with the new Spider Man movie that's coming out in a few weeks, it will be an uh, memorial to him that he has a cameo. He also had a cameo on Record Ralph too. And people in my audience were just like gasping and crying over that more than the ending of Record Ralph. So yes, it, it has hit people hard. This was gonna be number one, but my number one is we speaking of deaths, but it's not a comparison, I just want to make this clear. But we've lost a couple of Disney animators. We've lost the writer to Princess Bride. We lost the star of F Troop and Mama's Family, Canberry. But we also lost President George Bush. Now, I'm going to be honest and as fair as humanly possible. It's not a question of me being a Democrat or Republican or a conservative Democrat or a liberal Republican. The thing with George Bush was George Bush, I felt, was probably the next to last great president, even though I was a kid at the time, but there was just always something about him that I knew that George Bush, though, with his age and the loss of Barbara, he wasn't going to last much longer, and I feel that it's hit people harder now than it was then, and even when you would see him on TV now, you just kind of knew, but We're never going to get a president like Bush ever again. And to me, I feel that's just tragic. So So, your number one in pop culture was George Bush. Well, well, and and the dance of all the other celebrities. But I mean, technically, George Bush, you can count him as a celebrity. There was this great moment where George Bush bashed the Simpsons. And one of the writers wrote a letter, and it made it sound like Marge wrote it, and wrote to the Bush family... You know, saying that we're the dumbest thing alive—I don't think is fair—and wrote the, And Barbara Bush actually got the letter, and she read it and she sent a nice little apology and ended, "P.S. That, Tell that Homer Simpson—he's a handsome fella." I
0: remember them bringing up that that yeah. letter? Yeah.
5: Yeah. If you if you have, I think it's the season six or seven DVD of The Simpsons. It's it's one of them where you can just uh, Google it or YouTube it. It, you you can find that feature in the season set, or you could just you know Google it, and download it. But it, it really was a nice little. I mean, after the, the "Read My Lips, No New Taxes" would show up a couple more times in uh, clips, or if you remember with hot shots where Charlie Sheen is is flying and he's blanking out, and they just play because he's hallucinating because he takes off his oxygen mask, and you hear George Bush read my lips, no new taxes. It was a thing that really, really caused snowballing. But he did show up a lot on TV. And and let's not forget, his daughter Jenna Bush is on Good Day America on NBC. So say what you will, class act all the way with President Bush.
0: That was probably one of the most interesting top fives I could probably hear. And who better to provide it to us than my good friend, Mr. Jason Todd Feinberg. One last question I got to ask you, my friend, on the way out here is, you've got a great show in Honey Queen that you go ahead and present to everybody out there. Give everybody the lowdown on what's going on with Honey Queen and why they should stay tuned to your next episodes.
5: We will be back to do a couple of episodes for December. One of them will be Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. And boy, this is a giant turkey. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Oh, I have so much to say about this fluster cluck of a, franchise that's Lost World up till Fallen Kingdom. Also, with Christmas, I know people seem to be bummed out with Christmas music 24-7. I'm going to be releasing, hopefully by next week, so that'll get your mind off of Christmas if you don't like it. For me, it's therapeutic, but for you, if you want some really good Halloween songs, I got 31 of them, and trust me, yes, in Dream Warriors is in there. And for New Year's, well, I did discuss this in f- 2014, I've decided to discuss Food Fight, which was the... Because as you know, with Record Ralph and wreck Ralph 2 and with Toy Story 4 coming out in a few months, Food Fight was supposed to be like those movies where we were going to take mascots of supermarket brand names or generic brand names, and they come to life in a supermarket when all the humans go home. But the bottom line is this is possibly one of the worst animated movies to try to topple Disney or Sony that I've ever seen. So I'll be back sometime after New Year's. But I thank everybody for your patience. I have not given up. I just We had to take a small hiatus, and there'll be another small one over 2019. But you can find the show, as Gerald said, on Podbean and anywhere that you Google and find the podcast. And the emails is hunicfeedback at gmail.com or twitter at honeyqueen.com. and again thank you gerald and thank you everyone for listening and i really do appreciate it
0: and we do as well because it's always great to have you a part
2: of the pop culture cosmos If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only 5 minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games.
0: And we're back to close out the show. Once again, this is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. Wanna thank Diana Tierney and Michelle Levis from the Wine Women of Words. You got to check out their podcast today. That is available on Libsyn, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other outlets. And you also got to check out Jason Todd Feinberg. His great show, Honey Queen, is on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also many more outlets. Got to thank all those three so much for being a part of the show. Check out more what they got again with all their shows at Wine Women of Words and Honey Queen. If you need a listing of where our show is playing because we're being played on radio stations all around the world seven days a week and on over 30 different podcast outlets check our site pop culture cosmos at facebook where you'll see all the latest news and trends in pop culture there as well josh i know you got a great thing going on with humanica media with all the stuff that we're doing with the charity event on that you still have time to do some stuff for humanica media so share us your thoughts man what's going on with your great experience known as humanic media
3: i've been working on some stuff pre-stages of some projects today we did a video with hyper schmidt and true die uh more of a promo video for the vegas thing but that's kind of the first piece of original content it's funny because as they were leaving they brought up ghost toasters and they're like hey we want to finish this because you got us involved in this project three years ago and it has no resolution we need to finish this and they're shooting off ideas so I think we might have a little writer's room session
0: here coming up besides that there are things in the works and you also got to check out their show Ocalypse, each and every week on the Topic ocalypse Podbean channel and also when it hits on the podcast radio network every Tuesday night my friend I also know you did a review recently I know we can't share too much in our way of thoughts. We're going to be sharing that on our Monday show, but I think the game is called Battle Princess
3: Madeline. And yeah, just let me real quick. I won't dive into it, but if you're a fan of 80s nostalgia, then this is a game for you.
0: And I've also will have a complete review of the GSP 550 7.1 surround sound headphones from Sennheiser. If you think I've been sounding pretty good today, that's because I've been using them throughout the podcast. I enjoy them thoroughly and I've had a great time using them. I will share more in-depth thoughts on the sound quality, the mic quality, and so much more on our Monday show. I'm going to give you some thoughts. Look for my review and Josh's review as well on our sites, popculturecosmos.com and a little later on on popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. My friend, before we head on out, got to give our annual thoughts on the Game Awards. There was a lot of news nonetheless and a lot of great winners that are out there. Your thoughts on some of the trailers that were out there that were announced at the Game Awards.
3: There's a lot of sequels. It seemed like the a lot of the, the show was, you know, an advertisement for Fortnite. PUBG got some time in there obsidian's new game looks looks really cool i i don't remember what it's called but it looks like a mix between fallout and borderlands which is weird because you know in the wake of fallout 76 i honestly i just feel like the the post-apocalyptic theme is kind of wearing itself out in the gaming industry but no it looks it looks interesting looks very bioshocky it's
0: called the outer worlds
3: yeah i know that Microsoft probably had something in the works with Obsidian before the announcement was made that they were purchasing them because there's no way that they could get a trailer that looks this great together so fast. The other one that I, I had my eyes on that looked really cool was The Last Campfire.
0: Hello Games that made no man's sky.
3: Yeah, and I don't know if it was the way the this the soundtrack they had playing behind it, but like it it looks kind of I'm I'm intrigued by it. It looks really cool. It reminds me of Ori and the Blind Forest. That's why it has gives me that vibe, and I'm kind of fascinated by it. You know, and as, did you did you get a chance to check that out?
0: You'll forgive my lack of enthusiasm when it comes from anything from Hello Games, especially after the debacle of No Man's Sky, which what three four years ago at the Game Awards when it was first announced and no man's sky was just literally jaw-dropping awe-inspiring i thought it was going to be an incredible ride i had premonitions and ideas where i thought it was going to go and fortunately did not go exactly where i wanted to it's still a much better game than what it originally came out as but it's still nowhere near the adventure i thought it would be so i'm kind of like okay i have to see it to believe it on the last campfire before i believe it's going to actually be something worthwhile playing there were also other great trailers as well that were out there like Mortal Kombat 11 a new Far Cry was announced and, well, what do you know a post apocalyptic one that's based off of what people were playing in Far Cry 5 so there were there were actually a few games out there Rage 2 another post apocalyptic game while happened. we're
3: on Rage 2 I want I wanted to ask you this I actually queued this question up for you while I was watching the awards do you think that with the cataclysm that is fallout 76 that rage 2 has a lot riding on its shoulders a lot that was never meant to be on its shoulders in the first place
0: i think so because the original one had a whole bunch of marketing behind it it had a whole bunch of hype on it and it was it was going to be at least in in bethesda's mind it was planning to be the third pillar in the fallout elder scrolls And it was going to be rage they were going to try and rotate those three because they had a lot behind it as far as what was going to go on with it and it just fell flat i mean there were their sales on it were initially very strong but people caught on at that point in time to what what kind of game it was and just dropped off from there so they're trying one more time into the rage world so to speak hopefully it'll be a much better type of game but We've seen this before this type of, uh, especially this type of game is more centered around what we've seen with Borderlands, even a little bit of fallout here and there. It just, Are,
3: are it, you not surprised that they didn't have a Borderlands trailer? I was kind of expecting
0: it. I was kind of expecting something like that too. But then again, you know, maybe they balked at it when they saw three other post-apocalyptic games there. There was already three post-apocalyptic games already announced, already presented There was a lot of games that were announced. Uh, There was also Crash Team Racing, a remaster. There was also uh, Bioware teasing the new Dragon Age. And there was some more stuff as well. So there was some stuff there that I think a lot of people were liking. But overall, I thought that it was like, okay, the announcements were okay. But nothing really earth-shattering to me. And nothing that I really thought was just like, oh, man, I I cannot wait until this game comes out. Just to give a rundown real quick of the... Awards that were announced at the game awards. Best esports game was Overwatch. Best debut indie game was The Messenger. Best student game was Combat 2018. Best multiplayer game was Fortnite. What a shock! Best sports and racing game was Forza Horizon 4. Best strategy game was Into the Breach. Best family game was Overcooked 2. Best fighting game was Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Best AR game, VR game was Astrobot Rescue Mission. Best mobile game was Florence. Games for Impact Celeste was the winner. Best performance by an individual voiceover was Roger Clark in Red Dead Redemption Two. Best independent game was Celeste. Best audio design was Red Dead Redemption Two. Best score, Red Dead Redemption Two. Best art direction was Return of the Obra Dinn. Best ongoing game was Fortnite. What a shock. Best narrative was Red Dead Redemption 2. Best game direction was God of War. Best role-playing game was Monster Hunter World. Best action adventure game was God of War. Best action game was Dead Cells. Game of the Year was God of War. Your thoughts on the Game Awards winners I'm kind of surprised God of War 1, even though it is truly one of the best, if not the best game of the year, because Red Dead Redemption 2 coming in with so much hype, I think a lot of people were targeting that as the favorite to take the Game Awards.
3: Okay, well, let me tell you about this. Have you noticed that a lot of journalists are now backtracking on their opinion of Red Dead?
0: I've seen some articles that are like, oh, well, now that we've been into it, it's like 60, 80 hours. Well, maybe this is wrong with it. Maybe this is a little bit wrong with it. But you know what? I go by what their initial thoughts were on that. And their initial thoughts were, this is a very highly rated game.
3: See, I I would agree with you. But in this case, I don't agree with you because I think there's so much pressure. Red Dead was such a juggernaut. There's so much pressure to like the game that coming out the gate, a lot of journalists felt pressured into liking it, and they got about eight hours in, like, ah, eh, this is not really my thing.
0: I'm not saying God of War isn't a great game. It might very well be my game of the year. I'm not saying it won't. I'm not saying it will. That comes up at the end of this month because it may very well maybe. but I'm just going by off of what the reception was with God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2, and both of those two were put on a higher pedestal this year than anything else that has come out Got award War winning, maybe to some, maybe a surprise. That's because Red Dead Redemption 2 came in a lot of hype off the back of GTA 5, scored extremely high, and only got a couple of lower-end awards for its trouble. What are your thoughts out there on the Game Awards of 2018? Were you really surprised by some of the trailers that came out there? Did you have one in mind that you really thought stood out to you on a game that you're now very interested to find out more about? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also, Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, Game Source and Human Media as well. All right, Josh, it's been a great show. Thank you so much for sitting down with me this time and checking everything out as far as our thoughts on the latest news and trends in pop culture. We've got another great show coming up for everyone on Monday. Hopefully we'll be able to talk more about Avengers 4. Maybe it'll drop who knows
3: yes i hope so i mean okay at the game awards when when joe and anthony russo came up on stage i was like no they're not gonna put that trailer out right now are they that would have been the raddest thing ever but no
0: it's not big enough man unfortunately it's only big enough in jeff Keeley's mind but don't get me started so for josh peterson this is gerald glassford It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.